the two most successful teams in the UK, millions of fans worldwide, and brought to you by a pair of f***ing wolves. It's the Red Side Rivals Social. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to the Red Side Rivals Social, where we talk news, banter and debate from Manchester United and Liverpool Football Club. My name is Brad, I'm the United man, and with as ever, with ever, as ever, <laughs> is Mr. Lee Boy. Hello, Mr. Lee Boy. Are we talking to yourself today? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you might as well talk to yourself, because I hardly ever listen to you, so... Nothing changes, sir. <laughs> So, big, big, big episode this week, because we've got um, League Cup action to talk about. There's a lot going on, mate, actually, isn't there? As well as the women's derby that we went to, as well as our Premier League fixtures as well. As well as Europe's as well. Yes. All coming. Yeah. So, we'll fire away, so we'll obviously start off with the news. Why don't we start off with a Carabao Cup news, sir? Yes, good idea, let's do that. So, who are you playing? We had Rochdale at home. Rochdale at home. Oh, yes, I remember rightly about this. And it was um, all the kids plus Paul Is that your excuse? No, no, I don't have any more excuses. I've I've ringed out... It was all the kids. Nobody watched it. I've ringed out all our excuses now. Um, So, yeah, we had all the kids out. How'd you get on? Basically, (laughs) it's been slated quite badly, but... I'm going to be positive about it. I'm going to be positive about it and say we had a hell of a lot of chances. Like we we had so many chances. We should have scored about five goals, but ultimately it ended in a one-one. <laughs> Greenwood scored again, which was good, uh, and then they came in. Um, this young lad who his name escapes me, who Luke Shaw actually Luke visited Matheson. school. That's the one. Bosh. Look at him here. Stalin. I've been stat. dying to say it, mate, because not only. Did he score? He's only 15, I think, isn't he? He's 14. Close to 16 or something. Old. No, but uh, Luke Shaw visited his school about in like 2017. There's a picture of Luke Shaw sat next to him. And he's there. <laughs> Probably getting him tips how to so, get past your defence. Yeah, it was it was a poor display by United, really. But a lot of the kids were out. We had a lot, a lot of chances. Should have scored more. Didn't ultimately finish in a 1-1. And then the penalties just spoke for themselves, really. We just... We obviously cleaned him away with the penalties, which was good. So we're through to the next round where we have drew Chelsea away. So me wanting us to go hard on the AFL Cup will now result in us going out of the AFL Cup. Not necessarily, mate. Well, Use it as an opportunity. I'll use it as an opportunity to slate United in a few weeks. So, so at least you'll have an excuse going out to a good side. Yeah, true. <laughs> could, could be worse, could be Spurs. This is true. <laughs> so, this boy, is true. What did you we do? played um, MK Dons away, Ooh. and we won 2-0, sir. So. Very good. So again, we played a lot of the academy kids with some maturity, a.k.a. James Milner. Yes. Who, um, um, he was on the score sheet, wasn't he? Um, a goalkeeping howler by the, by the goalkeeper. MK Dons goalkeeper. <laughs> goalkeeping howler and by then the referee. Whoever scored on his debut, his full first-team debut. <clears throat> but there's a bit of controversy with the actual match itself afterwards, wasn't there? Wasn't Where we played an eligible player. Oh, and you've been charged with that now? Yeah, we've been charged. It came out, didn't it? So we've been fined oh, £200,000. 100000 of it. Has been suspended. Yeah. 
like Messi with a suspended sentence for yeah. tax and dodge. Well, hundred thousand pounds of like ourselves is nothing really, is it? So it's oh, it's like nothing to me. me <laughs> what I mean, to the actual mate, are you on secret mate? wages? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wow, it's just pocket change. Johnny Lottery win here, but like I think it. What Jurgen Klopp's come out said he said was it was it the FA that were at fault because I, I think we tried to loan out this um, Pedro Chivilla mm, nice. in January and I think it fell through. So I think it was either the club or the FA forgot to process his actual registration. Right. So the club, as far as we were concerned, he was eligible to play. Played him. And he only came on as a sub, to be fair. So like, it wasn't like he made a massive difference to the, the overall result. So I think you know, we got away with having our hands slapped and we didn't have to replay the match because that was one thing that they were talking about. What, you have to replay it? Yeah. Which is something we don't need, isn't it? Not your fixture list coming up. Um, but off the back of it, it was a very positive performance. A lot of kids played. Got the debuts. They won 2 0, kept a clean sheet. A lot better than our kids. They all got experience. Brewster played. Wasn't on the score sheet, obviously. You hate him. I just like to mention his name because you don't like him. <laughs> I appreciate that he's a decent little player, but I just don't like his demeanour or how he portrays himself. How he portrays himself. Yeah. So we to the next round. We got a tough tie as well. We got Arsenal at home, which is, I think is going to be played at the end of the month. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah, he actually did that the other night in Sky, did he? A lot of, a lot of social media. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. He's a classic. Absolute classic. So yeah, um, Arsenal away? Well, sorry, no, Arsenal at home it is. Arsenal actually. home. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be a tough game, but I think again, I he'll, think he'll, he'll play the young kids, kids again. Yeah. Adrian will probably get pushed into that side now. Alisson's yeah. more or less back. Like I said in the previous podcast, I'm not too fussed about that tournament, to be honest. It's good for the the academy to get experience and start playing for the first team but other than that no we're not bothered this year yeah. there's no reason for us to come. it's a cup but we've got better things it's all about the prem, isn't it and another thing to come out about as well I forgot to mention was Harvey Elliott his performance mate, was first class he's like very creative on the ball had a few shots very good in possession look good look very good for the future well that sir links in quite well to my Harvey Elliott news oh it's a beautiful segue links links effect <laughs> <laughs> go on, um, so Liverpool have had to go to the high courts of arbitration oh yes what over <laughs> um, the case of Fulham demanding £7 million in compensation obviously with Harvey Elliott only being 16 the clubs have been in discussions over the last few months and tried to come to an agreement we've been playing hardball obviously trying to pay as little as possible because we're tight asses tight asses yeah. just throw money at you like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. doesn't work £100,000 um, so they're, they're asking for £7 million, which in the grand scheme of things, there's not a lot of money in football. When you look at the top six of what they earn over a year, yeah, season, nothing, it's, yeah. just, it's absolutely nothing, is it? Absolutely nothing. Well, not so, to Brent, but to so, it probably is, you know what I mean? So this all falls down to the fact that he's signed his first pre- professional contract off the back of leaving Fulham, and they're seeking some compensation to obviously invest in their squad because they've lost a very good player for the future, haven't they? Right. So this isn't the first time we've done it. I think um, when we signed the strike has gone to Bournemouth from us Dominic Solanke that's the one yes <laughs> Dominic Solanke um, so obviously we've done it with him where we had to pay Chelsea some compensation and Danny Ings was the most famous one where we've had to pay the highest one which was £8 million which is not too far off the mark so I think with the club itself they just need to think about the net spend <laughs> no they don't you, well so, they do you don't so like pay the £8 million, £7 million, whatever they want and then in three or four years time Bearing in mind he's only 16, if he develops into an absolute world, he's selling for 34 million. Yeah, money in the bank, isn't it? Stop trying to tap up young kids before they got a professional contract. We're not trying to tap up young kids. <laughs> Do it three times <laughs> now, it'll be fine. We've approached his, his actual um, management team professionally. He wants to move to a big club. He got that move. Right. Okay. Fulham the Sulkin. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Well, speaking of money well spent, or money being spent, anyway, I've got a bit of financial news for United. So, the well, don't get too excited when I say this. <laughs> the Glazers have agreed to sell 15% of the shares. <laughs> no, not the How does that work, then? So 15%? They've basically United's PLC, so they floated 15% of their shares that they have on the stock market, and anyone can buy them. But uh, the thing is, you can buy them, but you won't have any say on the board. So you're a non-executive member of the... You just profit from whatever you need yeah, to make. Yeah, you won't be there in the boardroom making decisions, but you'll just have hold the shares. So you can make money off them, but not have a say. Which you think, you're thinking about bidding, sir? I think people are... <laughs> yeah, okay, mate, Jesus. Um, <laughs> like, people are... It's, it's a bit mixed. Some people are saying, like, oh, it's great that they're selling some of the shares because, obviously, it gets them a bit further out of the company. But then people are reading in between the lines and thinking, well, obviously, United's such poor form at the minute. Are they not making as much money, so they're selling some shares to recoup a bit of money? Or are they trying to make it more difficult to sell the club with it being scattered around so many different places? Maybe, yeah. This is it. We just don't know, do we? So I'm going to take it as it's a good thing. It's 15% less Glazers. Manchester United, now with 15% less Glazers. <laughs> you buy on. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> um, so literally... That little bit of news there was the only bit of United. Is that the only thing you've got, really? Yeah. Have you got any more Liverpool news? Yeah, so obviously they've bolstered the backroom staff with the addition of that Portuguese coach from Porto, Victor Matos. Ah, So I don't really know too much about him, but if you look at the history of who's actually come from the Porto backroom staff, you've got Mourinho, Pep. So for me, it's going to be a good thing. He's had a lot of experience in developing and bringing for youth youth players in Porto around Portugal itself. Yeah, all the big names. All the big names. So I think um, he's been he's been brought in to fill a void where we've had no connection between the first team and the, the reserves yeah. on the twenty threes. So his, his actual title is elite development coach. Right. Okay. So make of that what you want. Um, yeah. But I think it's gonna be vital for the go between between Kirby and Melwood because obviously we'd be training a different complex at the moment. That will change in the future. But I think what Jurgen Klopp was saying on TV the other day is that he's been brought in purely because they all go away with the first team in pre-season with the ambition and prospects of playing for the first team, then all the big guns come back, don't they? Yeah. Then they don't get looking. So I think a lot of players feel like, oh, there's a chance gone. Whereas I think this guy's going to be brought into educating that. Your chance hasn't gone. You just need to keep, do, keep doing what you're doing and get better and better. And you'll get close to the first team. you get closer. But closer and closer. Get close, but well, not close I, enough. I personally think he's been brought in because we obviously cover the under-23s every week. And what have you been saying every single week when you talk about the under-23s? Beat. Beat, Drew, beat. Have you so maybe a long term replacement. I think maybe he's coming to try and develop some better youth because at the minute youth are terrible. They're not terrible. No, they're just dreadful. They're just they're not getting any points in the world. Yeah, obviously that means they're great then. <laughs> cool. God, man, come on. Mate, I'm Don't be, be so down. harsh. Don't be so harsh on the academy. I'm going to be harsh because United shit. So <laughs> what was that news you wanted to talk? Oh, have you got any more news? Um, so. Allison is stepping up his efforts to coming back to full fitness. Oh, he's training with the He's back in training, yeah. So there's talk that he'll be back for the United game, which is in two weeks, is it? Great. Is it the 20th? It's after the international break, yeah. Yeah, so there's talk that maybe back, but I can't see him being thrown in at the deep end, going straight back in as number one. I think it'll be a steady progression, unless Allison makes a stupid mistake. Adrian, no, Allison Adrian. Adrian, sorry. Yeah, he's doing all right, you know? Yeah, he's obviously got a mistake in him, and he's, he's not Allison, is he? Let's be honest. But he's performed very well. It's a adequate backup isn't he so I think it'd be a bit harsh to drop him 
put him back on the bench. So I think just bring Allison back steady unless something goes dramatically wrong. Yeah. So he's getting close, which is only a positive thing. The other thing I want to mention, really, just a brief touch on it. I was watching like LSC TV the other night. Well, you've never mentioned that before. Never mentioned that before. And the Stephen Darby charity. I don't know if you heard of it, mate. You've mentioned it on it Promoting neurons disease. Neurons, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um, a, a couple of guys that are well connected to him and his charity and Bradford and Liverpool itself. Yeah. And they walk from Bradford to Anfield. So they got 140 mile walk to raise money for... It's the Derby Rimmer MND Foundation. Okay. So I just wanted to say congratulations, guys. Yeah, nice. So it's a nice little plug for them. Doing a good thing. The other thing I wanted to mention really was... You are full of news this week, aren't you? Full of it, mate. Full yeah. of a cold as well. <laughs> Man flu um, is... A, Obviously, the UEFA came out and announced this new European Conference League in 2021. Oh, yeah, you were, you were gutted you missed it off last week, wasn't you? So yeah. I was like, just put it in next week. So, so obviously, it's very new and not many people know much about it, including ourselves. But this announced that from the 2021 season, there's going to be a new tournament that'll sit beneath the Champions League and the Euro- European, sorry, Europa League, rather. So what we've learned so far is that the team that wins the Carabao Cup will qualify for it, but you don't know who else will. Or what wow. criteria is gonna? It's weird. This. So it's a, it's a weird setup. So like you said off off air, like is it gonna be the new Cup winners' cup? cup? Yeah. So right. for so for a All chance of the smaller teams to actually play in Europe, isn't it? And then get yourself points to potentially play in the the bigger tournaments. But then does that make your Europa League redundant? Because surely your Champions League's for your winners and your top four contenders, and then this new one will be for your domestic cup winners. So they've all won a cup. So the Europa League's for like random or teams will, that or, finish sixth, seventh, and eighth. Or will they restructure it so they? They reduce the amount of teams going into the Europe Cup Maybe. to make uh, it more it's appealing. A big, it's a big tournament, that's to be yeah, fair. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? So whether they'll reduce the Champions League team so it's just top two, Maybe. put the, the other Gosh, teams into Europa League, which them. makes that more... <laughs> so I think they just need to abolish all this. If you're not getting out of the Champions League group stage, you go into the Europa Cup. It's just a yeah. mockery, really, isn't it? Yeah, you need to stop that from happening to allow teams that are qualified and worked hard to get into that competition the yeah. chance to win it. And then the same for the teams that aren't quite good enough to play in the Europa League they play in this new tournament as a chance of winning a European trophy isn't it yeah. so when's that coming in so that's 2021 so it's all in still in discussion just propose, proposed right yeah, yeah. proposed okay, right. Right. Yeah. so just some interesting news that came out of UEFA's um, governing bodies so, but they've not really explained how it's going to work so that's one to watch then isn't it see what, what develops there it's one for United isn't it for the future mate <laughs> <Sad off. laughs> yeah unfortunately <laughs> probably right yeah You've got to win a trophy, you said, to get in that, though. <laughs> so we're probably not going to get <laughs> You're in You're screwed. I've got news of another competition. So it's a senior competition that is being brought in by, um, I think it's UEFA at the minute. Yeah, it's UEFA because it's European competition. So it's for international teams, and it's called a senior, a senior tournament. So each country has been approached to get a senior team together. Oh, right, okay. So the like pros. Yeah, so the rules are going to be that your players have to be over the age of 35, retired. Me, check. <laughs> retired <laughs> from the game. Check. <laughs> and have at least one cap for it on international duty. <laughs> oh, fuck that. Unlucky, mate. You'll be like, yes. Yes, yes. yes. No. no. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's going to be some kind of senior competition going on. It's quite interesting, isn't it? So, yeah, so England... Throwback to the England team from like '96 and all that. They're all retired, aren't they? You know, the skulls, Beckham, skulls, they Beckham. So that could be interesting. We could actually win something as an England team. <laughs> Nicky Butt. No, maybe they won't. When's that coming in effect? I'm not sure. I've just said it's just been announced that that's what's the the looking to get the teams together. So uh, any more of that, I'll I'll feed it back to you. I might have put an application in, mate. <laughs> don't please don't. 
So the FIFA Golden Boy Awards uh, shortlists out. Are you aware of the Golden Boy? No, talk me through it, sir. So the Golden Boy is basically awarded every year for the most promising young talent. Okay. Um, is there many from the Premier League? Well, I'll go through now. How many is there um, being voted for? Is it like 10 or 20 or so? It's, um, I'll go through the list now. So it's just a short list at the minute. So it's obviously a lot of names. So I won't go through every single name. So I'll, I'll just pick a few out. Alfonso Davies, Bayern Munich player. Tom Delabashiri, who's a Watford player. Matthew Delict, Juve, obviously. Yeah. Diata from Club Bruges. Donnarumma, AC Milan, goalkeeper. Elmas from Napoli. Phil Foden, City. Matteo Guendouzi, Arsenal. Uh, Haaland for Red Bull Salzburg. He's in there. Joao Felix, he's in there. Uh, the next Ronaldo. Moisa Keane, who's now at Everton. <laughs> Fucked his career up. Yeah, he's in there. <laughs> got Justin Cliver, who's Patrick Cliver's lad. He's been on fire, hasn't he? Where is he these days at UA? At Roma. Roma. Yeah. Then we've got, um, who else is on there? Mason Mount of Chelsea. Uh, Marlon of PSV Eindhoven. Reese Nelson of Arsenal. Partizan of Belgrade player on there, who we are going to play in the Europa League. Rodrigo of Real Madrid. Jaden Sancho, obviously, Borussia Dortmund. I think that, oh, Vinicius Jr. from Real Madrid, he's on there. He's as good well. as well, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Some, some good talents on there, and that's just the ones that I sort of know of. The The list is long, so if you're interested in that, go and, check out, the, go and check out the Golden Boy shortlist. And when's that being announced? Is it like in the next few months? I think, it may, be come, I think it may come out with the Ballon d'Or in December. We all know he's going to win that, don't we? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Ronaldo. <laughs> it's FIFA, so you never know. But I've got some more news. <laughs> I've mm, got... Breaking? Oh. No. Barcelona have been fined for the signing of Griezmann. So he yeah, was I've seen up. that. He was tapped yeah. up, wasn't he? And I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I'd like... like to hear the staggering figure that Barcelona will find. Go on. 300 quid. 300 quid? <laughs> Jesus. Three hundred pounds. Is that all it was? Three hundred pounds. Yeah. That's I thought it was, it was like two hundred sixty-five thousand pounds or something. No, three hundred quid. It was what? Because everyone was waiting for the extra zeros. No, it's just three hundred quid. You what know, was that said, for? You know, I said last week about. I don't know exactly what it was for, but it was for something to do with the sign of Griezmann, wasn't it? So, remember I said last week, like, oh, UEFA is well corrupt, and like when Modric and that got into the FIFA Pro World Eleven, that it just proves, that, isn't it? It's like, well, this final three hundred quid. What's the point? And it's like they, they keep finding Barcelona guilty of doing all sorts. They're like, there's such a dirty animal of a club. Like, they're such a well renowned yeah, around the world yeah. and obviously like great on the eye as a spectacle. But like, they keep breaking all these different laws or, like yeah. regarding transfers, get suspended sentences, and then within six months they're able to buy somebody again. Or even when they are banned, they buy people. For when they're not banned, it's just like so yeah. corrupt. It's, I like, know, yeah. it's, weird, it's the it? same in the Premier League, isn't it? Like Chelsea have been punished, but then City got away with it. It's like yeah. all these big clubs that have got a lot of money just seem to get away with it. Yeah. It's a joke. Because everyone's so, in the back pockets, aren't they? That's why. Did you hear about the Bernard? We'll, we'll keep this, the bloody racism train keeps to be rolling, doesn't it? I know, yeah. Either every week or every other week we talk about something different. There's always racism. something different, isn't there? Um, so, have you heard about the Bernardo Silva one, which is the Yeah, so I've seen that. It was like, it was like a private message, apparently, between but, him and Mendy, was no, it? No, he did a Twitter post. Oh, was it a post. Twitter post, yeah? Yeah, he put it on Twitter. I think Jesus. that's what it is. So, it was basically a picture of Mendy when he was a kid, and then a picture of some, like, Spanish... I think it's Spanish, like cartoon character off like some food or something. Yeah. And he said like, oh, this looks like you basically. And then apparently Mendy like retweeted or tweeted about it laughing and joking. And he's been pulled up, hasn't he? And he's been given a, he's, well, it looks like we don't know what his punishment is yet, but 
he's it seems like, like he's going to get a fan isn't he yeah, he's going to get a fan his wrist slap which is rightly so as well it's like, I get it's a joke between friends but I know like I get it I get that it's a joke and Mendy's obviously took it as a joke as well but when you're a person but people outside that circle yeah when you're on Twitter with millions of followers it's probably best to stay clear he's like he's an idol for all kids and stuff and he's he's not setting a great example is he think oh he he can do it it just makes it more why can't I do it my friend it's not like like, it's not acceptable and like I said Mendy took it as a joke and it is a joke and obviously Bernardo Silva's tweeted since it came out and said uh, the what's the world coming to you can't even have a joke with your friends now which I get to a certain extent but you can't do stuff like that yeah you've got to think about how you've people perceive think, it in yeah, the public yeah, eye don't you've you? got to think I just feel, feel like it's such a dodgy area and the club haven't even made a statement have they either I don't no, think, I think uh, Pep when he was asked about it he said he hadn't seen it which is basically saying don't ask me about it isn't it yeah it's got nothing to do with me yeah so and then the last bit of non-United or Liverpool news that I've got is the Cardiff Emiliano Salah. Oh yeah, I've seen that. And yes. they've been so told the, that they've got to pay so us. So the first instalment, Cardiff is still refusing to pay anything. Obviously, Emiliano Salah was the, the player that they signed, uh, was it last year before they got relegated? I think it, yeah, I think it was just yeah. over a year, wasn't it? Yeah, and um, he obviously was in the plane crash and ultimately died in the in the channel. And they're saying that he still owes money. Cardiff is saying, well, we never got the player. So bad in the families, really. <laughs> And um, they've gone to FIFA, but they've dobbed them into FIFA. Nance have dobbed them in, so they've got to pay, I think it's £5.3 million. So. Surely the sensible thing is just like, of all the money FIFA and UEFA have got, they should come to an agreement where the club pays half, they pay half. Yeah. Comp- oh, the insurance should cover them. Oh, UEFA says, yeah, don't worry, it's obviously a dodgy yeah. situation. Like, We've got this. Like the family, like, obviously suffering. We've got the tab. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? The family is suffering, obviously, because they lost the son, grandson, yeah. or all that shenanigans. And then, like, I can see where Cardiff are coming from is because Lille were responsible Nance. for chartering, sorry, Nance, rather, for chartering that plane. There's no safety checks. You just literally put him on, like, a, from what I've seen, a dodgy plane what? in terrible weather. <laughs> and then they're obviously then, then trying to get, like, a refund it's for the so transfer. It's just so bad, isn't it? It's just it. like... He's like... Not only Let the guy rest in peace and just forget about the money because, like, not only are you going to Cardiff to play Neil Warnock, <laughs> but here's your playing mate. He's like, what that? And like, mm, <laughs> Ricky thing. I don't think the pilot even has a, a license, did he? Like, I'm, Shut sure, I'm sure, I'm sure his license had been revoked or don't something. Tell me that's true. I'm seriously. I'm sure he was. He was obviously a qualified that pilot at one point, true. but he didn't have a license. I'm, I'm certain. At the point, obviously, he got into that yeah, plane. Yeah, his license had expired. I heard he was the groundsman. He's <laughs> the Nats groundsman. Just said, uh, jump in. I'll mate. take him. He said, jump Can you on. Fly a he was like, can't be that hard. <laughs> Next minute, they're fishing him out from the bottom of the blue channel. Oh. But was it him, though? That's, that is another rumour yeah, as well. It's, it's all dodgy anyway, but yeah. That's... The, the, ma- the mafia apparently involved. Oh, God, what the hell. Swedish house mafia. <laughs> what a tune. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they've got to pay the first instalment, but then. They're obviously after the rest of the money as well, so I bet that goes to FIFA as well. Because Cardiff, no way, are going to pay for a player. Nothing. No, because he, he, he never arrived on our shows, did he? No, but that's not being disrespectful. No, whatsoever. He but he, yeah, he never if you actually arrived. Yeah, he, he, they he paid didn't for arrive. A player that they never got. It's when you get a pass. <laughs> this is this. Wow, <laughs> it's like when you get a parcel. What oh. I'm saying, I don't mean any offence by this, but it's like if you buy a parcel off the internet, it doesn't arrive. You get a refund. Oh my god! Mate, it's not Amazon. <laughs> if you buy a parcel off the internet, it doesn't arrive. You so bad for laughing over it. Right. <laughs> we apologise for having a profit behaviour. We apologise for Lee comparing Emiliano Salas' tragedy <laughs> to when he doesn't receive an Amazon parcel. 
Oh, God. Always pay for special delivery. <laughs> oh, fuck. Right. So, anyway, um, oh, that's God. the news for me. Have you got anything you'd like to say? Please don't say you've got I'm anything sorry. else you want to say. <laughs> I'm sorry to all those Salah fans. Oh, God. Right, moving on. Should we, should we should get into Game Week 7, man? Yeah, let's review some matches, for the love of God. For the love of God. Right, so let's go into the reviews. So, <sighs> moving swiftly, swiftly on. on. So, I'll go first. Our under-23s always play first. Well, most of the time we play first, don't we? So, we had that bad game against Aston Villa, where we obviously had a player sent off. And if you were listening to the last podcast, I know you were because you recorded it with me. Um, you remember me saying basically that about that dodgy red card where like it was a bit of a shoulder to shoulder and then he gave a pen and then the ref sent him off. Yeah, that got overturned. And revoked, yeah. yeah, got overturned. So Deontay Bernard was actually playing in that game. So that just screams, doesn't it? How much of a bad decision that was. Yeah, so we played Norwich. James Garner was back in the starting lineup. We've missed him. He's uh, he got called up to the first team, so he wasn't wasn't featured last week either. He came on. Game ebbed and flowed a bit, but we were playing decent football. But Norwich were coming at us as well. The 40th minute, nice play on the left by Alanga. Cuts in little outside of the football, dink inside. Pulled back to the edge of the area, and Garner side foots it through a player's legs, and then unsighted the keeper. Nice little goal, really. So Garner gets on the score sheet, 1-0 to United, and then before the half-time whistle went, so we win a corner, and then we played it out to the edge of the box. Garner swings around, the keeper jumps, It's coming. it comes right, uh, right towards the keeper, sorry. Keeper jumps out, flaps at it, so he like gets like a little bit of a punch on it. As he does it, he cleans out Ramazzani like, <laughs> as well, and the ball just, just trickles. trickles loose, gets put in the back of the net, and then somehow it's a foul. <laughs> it was just really weird, everyone was just like, what? So this ref... Was as good as last week's, I think. So that should have been another goal, but it wasn't. So we went in at one nil at half time, and then the second half was a bit of a nothing half. Uh, but we got a pen, and Robert Zani slotted the pen. Finished. Did you win again? Finished two nil to United. Yeah, back on form. Next game is Swansea away, and that's not till the twenty first. So obviously international breaks coming up and stuff. So Do you- and I think it is the trophy or something as well coming up the United aren't they? So. We don't play now till the end of October. Well, my come boys, on, come on. my boys, mate, come played on. away to Arsenal. Come on, come on, come on! Tell me the score. So Curtis Jones scored twice as we drew to all against the Arsenal <laughs> in an entertaining and encouraging performance on Saturday. I don't care what you say. We didn't win again, but the boys played well. You like United first team, aren't so, you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had like stop, stop, start, stop, start. Probably played better footy to be fair. So Curtis Jones was back after representing the first team against MK Dons. He put in a good shift. He's a captain of the under twenty threes. The young Reds fielded the likes of Jones. <laughs> yes, Jones you again. Just said yeah. that. Jones. I was I'm bumming in the morning, mate. He just from what I've seen of him, he looks like a very good player, and he's like from Liverpool as well. Yeah, he's a young scout, isn't he? So um, he looks like a very young, promising prospect for the future. So we played Ryan Brewster played. Um, whoever played Herbie Kane Sepp van der Berg played as well so it was a very strong side it and, was, um, I think thing you played for Arsenal as well sorry to interrupt you Pellerin was playing wasn't yeah, he yeah I was, I was going to comment that thanks for that. sorry mate <laughs> and then Harvey Elliott played as the second half study choose so the game starts off really very poorly for the first 10 minutes but then it, it, both sides clicked into it um, and Nico Williams played a delightful fine ball on the edge of the box into Curtis Jones on close range to make it 1-0 so we took the lead sir took the lead took the lead took well the done. lead proud of you 
Um, and then about 10 minutes later, Herbie Kane putting like a Beckham-esque cross. Oh, mate, honestly, mate. Beckham-esque. Beckham-esque. He, he swooped his foot around that ball. Did he? Curled it in. Yeah. And again, a, a nice little tap in by Mr. Jones to make it 2-0. Mr. Jones. So at this point, we were cruising. <laughs> Going formal on us? Absolutely cruising, mate. And it looked promising as if we were going to step on yeah, and keep moving forward yeah, yeah. 2-0 up Jones with his fifth goal of the season great beautiful news <laughs> and then it all went wrong mate <laughs> so um, did you know that um, Steve Bold's actually the manager at the end of 20 years is he mm-hmm. so he must have had a good team talk and just before our time Nathan Tony. I've not, never heard of him to be honest scored and pulled the goal back he's signing from Celtic he's oh, the really, yeah. player so he scored pulled the goal back just before our time we out muscled whoever they made it 2-1 um, and then after a break there was a dangerous attack and a falling Balogun never heard of him either no, score for Arsenal and it was a nice little set up by your man Bella, right? yeah so that made it 2-all and then after they equalised it was pretty much all those we had a lot of possession played really good football Van der Berg had a chance um, late on quite close up of a header powered it over no precision <laughs> And then Curtis Jones denied his hat-trick where the Arsenal keeper pulled off a really good save late on in the game. So again, yeah, 2-0, two two mate. It's like, is it from what... Like, I actually watched the highlights. I actually watched some of the under-23 well, football mate. for the first time this season. you a podcast where you talk about everything Liverpool. You don't well <laughs> I actually watched it. They played, the boys play well. Very promising. So I've been saying for a few weeks that I think they'll kick in and we'll actually start to perform better. And the best dad do. And I think next week we'll get a win. You've got this development coach now, haven't you, so? So yeah, the boys drew two all again. It was not a victory or the, the actual result they wanted, and I think Neil Critchley was a bit disappointed that we didn't push on at two 0 to actually get the win. But overall, he was pleased to have how the boys performed. Good. And up next, we've got Wigan at home, which is in Kirby. That's a cup, isn't it? It's a cup game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're trying to get tickets out. We have our contacts. Yeah, <laughs> our mutual friends. So yeah, one of our friends. Um, is the is that the under twenty three lead physio? Isn't yeah, it? he's the lead physio, isn't he for the academy? Shout out, uh, shout out, Billy. So we're trying to get him to sort us out, but he probably won't because he's the worst person ever to get all those. Isn't he? He's still waiting for your shorts, mate, aren't you? Yeah, he used to work at Warrington Town Rugby Club, and I said, "Do us a favour, mate, get us a pair of shorts." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, no worries." I think the last time he worked there was about four years ago. Still, I got the shorts. <laughs> he's probably still, still wearing them, mate. <laughs> probably a fine <laughs> bastard. So that's the under that's 23's done. Sunday. That's the under twenty three yeah. is done, isn't it? It is, mate. So we can talk about the women's game. The lovely, yes, lovely, the lovely women's game. Women's game. So, so we went, didn't we? Yeah. So if you look on our Instagram stories, which is pinned to our page as well, when we go to the game, we obviously do a little story about it and just give you a bit of info and some videos and pictures from the game and stuff like that. So you can have a look at that. So we obviously did that. We were both there. The first United Liverpool derby ever in the Women's Super League. Big, big game for the Red Side rivals, considering that that's what we're all about. So we went down and watched it. Now, this was particularly good for me because we don't usually predict the women's games <laughs> score results. But Lee actually called on the last podcast if he listened. Because it was such a big game. I'll like, give you a chance to redeem Why yourself. Don't predict it. He said, We're going to smash you 3 1. And I was like, No chance. <laughs> 2-0. And what score was it, Lee? It was 2-0, mate, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Back on the game. Back, of the Back net. in the game. <laughs> so that brings us to one all in prediction scores. I don't know why I'm more happy than that about the actual <laughs> result. <laughs> so we both went, didn't we? And it was pretty much a game of two halves, really, wasn't it? It was, mate. We turned up and I thought we turned up to a massive warehouse, didn't I? <laughs> 
Yeah, you was like, is it behind that warehouse? I was like, no, that's the ground. That, that is the actual ground. I went in all optimistic, obviously, because we're the most experienced side. We've been in the league a bit longer than yourselves. Yeah, same results. We both haven't won a game, though. Yeah, true. Um, so the first half itself, mate, for us, starts off very positive. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. You were. Really we looked really fretting for the yeah. first opening half, didn't we? Really. Yeah. <laughs> and the second half is a completely different story. Yeah, but... that Babaji day that you signed from Watford a couple of years ago. If after watching that game, our women's football Wednesday, we basically our wingers were really good. We had that Leah Galton that was really good, always getting in the box for us. And then you had that Babaji uh, day. So Babaji day and Lawley. I think yeah. in the first half they were getting done. Actually, well, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've done a women's football Wednesday on them because they were really impressive. Those two really good, promising wingers. She's only young. You're, you're, that Babaji day is only twenty one. Yeah. Leah Galton's only twenty five for us. So. Yeah, she was causing us loads of problems, throwing in step overs, getting into the She was like leaving defenders yeah, for death. I was really impressed with her, mate. It's like, yeah. She was quick. She was actually really confident in the ball as well. Yeah. Got loads of decent, dangerous crosses into the box, but just nobody in the, in the right area. Yeah, there was like the no time. one in there, was there? It was, like, it was like all Liverpool constantly attacking us. And like, and Courtney Sweeney Kirk was like making loads of positive runs, like, yeah, you but kept wasn't saying, really being run. found. Yeah, like, like, look at that run, she just it's like the diagonal run. run. She was making space for people to run into, and she was like trying to get into the box to get onto the end of these crosses. But I think she was just too quick for the rest of the team. It's just like they just yeah. can't keep up with the play, could they? So yeah, we had a few chances, could have took the lead, but we didn't. <laughs> yeah, you should have done there really when you had the chance because second half was just completely different it was literally just all United it was like um, Prowse was just pulling off save after save when she's like yeah. keepers in the match there's like a couple of occasions where she's just like how, how did she save that again she yeah. saved it again we knew it was coming though didn't yeah, we? yeah like, it was just minute, like inevitable some, wasn't it at some moment they're going to score oh, like in the then. second half I don't even think we got our, our half did no, we really so, yeah. didn't offer any attack yeah. whatsoever but it was just all United Lauren James has been on the bench for United for the last for the last um, like two opening games against City and Arsenal she's come on late and they started her and she's 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 only young. She's like 19, 18, 19. Um, she really made the difference. She had a bit of an attitude, didn't she? Yeah, she's, she's something about her, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. So obviously she got the goal when um, the ball gets played into her. She absolutely sells your centre half when she comes diving in, <laughs> two footed, just just throws it onto her foot and slots it in the bottom corner. That was right that, in front of that was actually off her back and that clearance, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, it was. It was yeah. like she played well all match and then tried to clear a line. Yeah, like, that was it. it across the box and yeah. set up your first that goal. Was it, yeah. So we got that goal and then there was a, a penalty shout. Uh, it was Leo, never a penalty. Leo, this is it was never a penalty. If you she rolled the tackle. If you please, right? If you listen oh to this, God, if you listen never to this, you've got Instagram off or Facebook. Go onto our page, right, and click on the story for the United at United Women v Liverpool Women Derby. Go on and just have a little flick through, and on there I've got a video of the penalty. It was never a penalty. You tell me, redsidebrowns at gmail dot com, or you send us a message <laughs> on Instagram. Was that a penalty? Because I'm saying stole the challenge. Stole no, never a penalty. It's a stole one. Look at the steward's reaction. Even the steward didn't think the it was a penalty. <laughs> the steward that constantly just looked at you. Oh, God. So yeah, we got a pen and robbed. Katie's daylight Ellen. robbery. Katie's Ellen slotted it two 0 I knew it was coming. We had. I always said to you we had two really really tough games City who have won it before and Arsenal who have won it for the last two years two really really hard games and then we've come up against this shit team uh, by the name of Liverpool and we've just <laughs> rolled them over two now so enjoy it while it lasts uh... so we've got a bit of an easier run now I would like to say it's international break now for the women there yeah I think duty, so 
I think we're playing this weekend, but then I think there is a bit of a gap. Yeah, I think we might be playing as well. But obviously, if if those games are on, uh, we'll we'll bring them in in the next yeah. episode. If they're on, if they're not, we'll, we won't. <laughs> the only thing yeah. I, I I did want to mention, mate, I only seen this the other day actually because I didn't actually hear anything myself at the ground. Yeah. But um, oh, I, yeah, I thought you were gonna say <clears> Liverpool have reported like some inappropriate chanting about Hillsborough. Well, this is what I was gonna say to you. Yeah, good job you brought that up actually because. Uh, I didn't write it down. Classic research. Um, but yeah, I didn't hear anything, did you? No, obviously there was, there was the old... There was spats of you were fuming because... Because uh, that woman behind because us. Because that woman behind us did the I just sign, give her a look, did it? the sign-on <laughs> song instead of the... I've always been tapped to make sure. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, mate, we're at a women's game, chill. I just give her a look, I was like... It was a good little atmosphere, though. Yeah, it was, to be fair, yeah. But um, there was, it was kind of mixed. I don't know if that's how it's going to be in the women's game, but there was Liverpool fans wanting their yeah, oh, like stand, and it was kind of mixed. But I didn't hear any nah. Hillsborough stuff, me. No, nah, because I'd have said to you, wouldn't I? I'd they said, said it was like that. very minimal. Yeah, but I'd have said people have reported the heard some inappropriate chants. That was bang out of order, wouldn't I? Because one of Lansing words said to me, like, "Did you hear anything?" I was like, "I actually didn't." To be fair, where yeah. we sat, it was just like typical banter between Liverpool. You know, yeah, there was no yeah. inappropriateness. Like, yeah. it's a shame, really, isn't it? Like being the first game that that's yeah, come out. I know. So we'll go to the next one at Prenton Park when that when that happens, and we'll bring you that one as well. But yeah, good good first game, good for me anyway. Yeah, it's, not so much for you. But. No, the result was obviously not the one I wanted. Like, but it was a good yeah, spectacle no. for the the women's football, wasn't it? Yeah, and at least Sports Village. If you ever go, you need you need cash. <laughs> yeah, you need cash. <laughs> Don't queue up for ages and then um, get told that you can't. Finger pie your hot dog and give him back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we queued up for a hot dog and basically. I got I get my hot dog. Yes, got it. Start like prodding my finger in it to push the hot dog back in, and then the woman says, "Oh, we don't take cards. So we I don't take the hot dog back, and then she gives it to somebody else." <laughs> so salty, salty. That is that. So, Lee boy, do you want to go and discuss the Premier League results for us? The Premier League results. So obviously, we were the first game mate, actually on Saturday. Oh. We were the twelve thirty kickoff. Okay then. So yes, I will dive deeply into our match. So obviously we didn't actually see it live because we were at the women's game, weren't we? Yeah. So I was regularly checking the results. Now obviously watched it back when I got in. The game itself, mate, was a bit of a stalemate. It was a bit tough one. Of a tough, tough place to go this year. That unpredictable performance really by Liverpool. So Sheffield United started off so strong and created a lot of early chances. Um, we weathered the storm really <laughs> and we struggled at times to break them down because they were playing such good football and they were keeping all the ball and making the most of their possession caused a lot of problems in defence they, they really like the setup. they packed the midfield packed the defence and just sat behind and just absorbed trying to catch on the counter attack started a chance early, early on um, where he pounced on a mistake by Stevens and was well wide in a mark I don't know if you've seen it it was like a proper like yeah, half hearted chance Manny then had a chance after a world either pass from Van Dyke where you, you pick it up on the edge of the box and you play in central midfield and you defence yourself, aren't you? Yeah. And you just pinged off a outside of foot pass over the defence, bypassing everyone, Manny ran onto it and usually gobbles it up and just like buries it Ooh, again. Gobbles it. Gobble, gobble. Gobbles <laughs> it up and it, it smashed it well wide again. And then just before half time, we broke at speed with Salah, slid in Firmino and he hit the post. Did he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just it. It was a good opportunity, to be fair. Fabinho did it on Manny, did he? Yeah, so um, Manny like, hit the post like, like a belt of a shot, to be fair. He couldn't yeah. do any, anything any better, really. Well, hit the scored. post, yeah, true. <laughs> and then um, Firmino missed the rebound, like ah, a soft okay. shot, really. So we went in at half-time, nil-nil, no complaints. We just looked a bit lackluster. Like, out of ideas. Out of 
They really were, mate. I'll, 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 compared to what, what I've heard, like, because I didn't see it myself, but yeah. and what you're saying as well. Yeah, so it was uncharacteristically, like, the front three just weren't on form. So, obviously, they were still making the right runs and trying to get in behind, but they were just a bit just wasteful, right. wasteful, mate. So then, after half-time, we had a, an early chance, I think it was, like, the 50th minute, where Manny went through again. And really, it should have been a potential penalty. For me, it was a soft budget I've seen him give him. And VAR what came was, out. What was it? A pull, was it? Or? Uh, like a kind of a pull, like a late challenge. You're, like, you're trying to lean in. Actually right. trying to make a challenge from the side and brought Manny down. And VAR ruled it out. Well played, VAR. And then, really, the game changer of the match was um, when Origi came on. Like, after 60 minutes, Henderson went off. Klopp obviously seen it wasn't working. Yeah. The, the team wasn't really ticking. Well, and it's a big call to say yeah, he was a game changer because he didn't really do anything other than offer a different option. So he went on the left, caused a bit of ruckus, upset their defence a little bit. And then after like 70 minutes, he cut in and made it like a dangerous cross into the box. Their defence cleared it. Come out to the edge of the box and Genie with a worldly of a shot. Not. I don't know if you've seen the goal. Mate. I've seen the goal. It was like, yeah. a, he made a good, good connection with it and obviously put it in the right area. And I felt a bit sorry for Henderson. Like right, the, the goalkeeper really. Because like, he's on loan for years. <laughs> is that where he's from, is yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, so like um, he's been performing really well. He's very young and he, he he played well all match and it was just that one pivotal moment so where he made that. a mistake, didn't he? Just see and all keepers do it. As if to say like, oh, we've worked so hard to keep this clean sheet and then yeah, and a I, jammy goal. And then jammy, jammy. G- jammy and obviously the, the celebration like from the goal itself, it's like the passion, like all the, all the squad just made, it's just, it meant so much. You oh, could okay. see like, I remember when United they, they just dug in and dug in and dug in knowing they weren't playing very well. And got a, got a break and a very lucky goal to make well, it one nil. Did they, mate? It was a bit of good fortune, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so then after that, we didn't really create much more. Sheffield United came out. Us, obviously, as expected, the home team. The fans got behind him again. Had a few chances. And Little cauldron that there. Isn't it? I think it is. Like I think the Chelsea suffer there. Did they draw too well? They've been taking loads of scalps, haven't they? But um, like particularly for you. I've got a staff for you. <laughs> staff. Like, so sick. It's 99 to not win at Bramall Lane, but they're, they're looking really good. But like I say, it wasn't the best of games to watch. It's a bit of a, a dull affair in our, our account, like not the races. They're some of the games where you play back. You just dig in, don't you? You dig in and you get your result. And... As long as you just keep in, in the game and wait for opportunity and pounce on that chance, mm. whether it's luck from it. Breaking news. Breaking news from Sky Sports <laughs> here. And let's see. <laughs> It's news about Katrina Johnson-Thompson that follows us on Instagram. She's won the heptathlon and gold. Has she really? Yeah, she, yeah. I actually seen that last night. She got like some personal best, didn't she? Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. We'll Katrina give her a Johnson shout Thompson. out. Breaking news. Celebrity follower there. That's, <laughs> That's random, weird, How mate. random is that? That's so random. So going back to the, the dull affair, the positive we'll take out of it is all that matters is the three points which you touched on a minute ago. Adrian played really well again. He pulled off a couple of good saves. Uh, some vital blocks and his, his actual overall game itself was good we're not we don't seem to be missing Alisson too much which is a big shout because obviously he's our best goalkeeper isn't he and let's be honest when he comes back he'll be straight in between the sticks although the front three weren't firing I found Matip and Van Dijk were just unbelievable mate they were under so much pressure because obviously they're a big unit aren't they Sheffield United yeah, sorry we're into positives and negatives now yeah least, that's yeah. what I mean I'm just going to make because yeah, yeah. there wasn't much talking about the game yeah, itself I, was we, you, I forgot sorry <laughs> no it's alright so like Matt Matip and Van Dyke were just like solid, mate. Van Dyke made so many clearances and interceptions and passes. His actual overall game itself was just like spot on. Yeah. And then Matip just goes under a bit of the radar. He's like, we signed him for nothing. And at first, I know he's smiling, like smirking, like fucking Matip. Like, Matip. If, 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 Joel if, Matip is not. If, good. I'm like, no, mate. He's not. He, 
he's having a, since the back end of last season, he's come in and not put a foot wrong. And him, yeah. I think obviously having Van Dijk yeah. alongside him has made exactly. him a better defender, but exactly, yeah. they complement each other very well. Did they, what did they say? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you look lovely today. <laughs> so, like, I think he's brought out the best out of Matip, and I think it's it's put Gomez in the back foot where he's coming back for an injury, and inevitably he's not at the best of his form yet. And it's going to inspire him to get better because he wants to get back into the He'll team. Just drop him when Matip goes. Yeah, so, so Matip has been performing very well, and he brings a lot to our game. If you watch him, at times he reminds you, you're going to go mad with this. He reminds me a bit like Real Ferdinand. Where, no, no, Joe, no I've, it's, so, I've told you this before. Don't compare Joel no, but it's like, to Real Ferdinand. If you look at some defenders, like they go for the safe pass, Joe, like they look for the pass to the sides, whereas Matip looks to carry the ball out and try and make a fast Joe, when you, when you pass a ball, sometimes defend, defenders have a little delicate pass and obviously make a mistake, people latch onto it. Yeah, and it's hard to control, whereas him, he, he drills them into feet to make it easy to control and makes the attack move forward a lot faster. And he'll carry the ball out. He's not shy. He's winning aerial battles. He's just... Honestly, mate, I'm, I'm just loving him being in the team at the moment. Better than Van Dijk, you're saying? No, he's not better than Van Dijk. Joel the tip for Ballon d'Or. The next Ballon d'Or. Hit it here first. Hit it here first. Joel the tip, Ballon d'Or. So I think those two, collectively, were the positive out of that match, where they yeah. dug in, well, they did what they needed to be, and needed then obviously be, yeah. we eventually got the goal. Negatives? No, there's still some positives, mate. My God, more positives. So 21 points out of 21. We've now won at 56 different stadiums in the Premier League, oh, more God. than any other team. Jesus United and Spurs have done 52. Cringeworthy <laughs> stats. I hope your Robin's listening to this. Oh, uh, yes. Cringeworthy stats. We've won 16 games in a row, eight away. Impressive. Seven consecutive this year. It's impressive. No, it is. It's genuinely impressive. <laughs> impressive. Stats impressive, impressive, impressive. So moving on, the negatives really was uh, the front three were, were shit. <laughs> Out of sorts, weren't they? Yeah. But obviously that's a one-off. It's like they've been so hot for Hopefully the last, last year and a half, do you know what I mean? So they're entitled to one quiet game and their their chances. The team looks a bit out of source. They didn't really have any plan B other than let's just hope we get a goal. Do you know what I mean? Jürgen Klopp does. As much as we love the guy and I would never like to see him leave, I just don't think he has a plan B. It's always that one way where it's high press, short, jolly, short passing yeah. in short spaces. There's never like a... Let's, Let's for the next 10 minutes, this isn't working, let's put them in the back foot by drilling it long. There's none of that. And yeah, obviously, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's ugly football to watch, but I think sometimes you've got to mix it up. If, if, if it's not working, change it for 10, 15 minutes and just try something different. Oh, get Sam Allardyce in. That's what you want to do. Break the glass, Sam's coming in. <laughs> <laughs> so, although the, there wasn't many negatives, really. Yeah, you still got the win, I suppose. Yeah, that, that's all that matters, mate. Is at the end of the day, is we've proven that on the days where we're not at our best we can still get a win on the board so I'm taking away from this match that we're seven games on beating the Premier League we're top of the league yeah. let's keep moving forward okay. and as Manny said the other day he's like the team haven't still haven't hit peak form they're still getting better and better and yet we're still unbeaten and we're digging out the wins I think you've definitely hit peak form no we've I don't not I think you're going to get any better than what you play. we're going to hit peak form when we play United at Old Trafford that's your only home game I think in the next seven I think the rest of us away from what I believe no. Well, we'll have to check this out. But <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I can't. What were the predictions this match? Actually, did I did I actually say one nil? We need to listen back. No, you didn't. I can definitely confirm that you did not predict it right. 
No, I don't even think we predicted him, did we? In fact, yeah, I think you didn't even. I think you forgot to predict. <laughs> I think I bypassed that. So just glaze over that one. We'll glaze over it. So, do you want to jump into the um, rest of the old fixtures for the Saturday main yeah, well, results? Give us, rather, give us the rest of the results from the Prem. So, Villa at home to Burnley. That was a two-all affair. Bournemouth at home to West Ham. Again, two-all affair, mate. Ooh. High-scoring, tasty games. Um, Chelsea at home to Brighton. They won two-nil. Crystal Palace actually won surprising at Norwich 2 Jeez, that's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Spurs won 2-1 at, Sa- well, at home to Southampton. Wolves won 2-0 at Watford. Watford are a dire runner form at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, Watford. Can't get a break. Boys. Can't get a break. And then the Saturday Night Football was Everton versus City. So Everton gave me a glimmer of hope where they came back and made it one all, and then City just went on 1-3-1, didn't they? Yeah, I told you that happened. Absolutely went on to win it. And then that was it for Saturday Coming on to Sunday, Leicester with an f- early kickoff, and they absolutely trance Newcastle 5 0, didn't they? Wow. But Newcastle had players sent off from what I've seen, but they just absolutely destroyed him. It again, puts pressure on him. Steve Bruce, doesn't it? Bad appointment, to be honest. I, mean, I, th- I can see why they went for He's a safe option. He's a Geordie lad. He's got Premier League experience, but he's, so you've gone from Rafa Benitez to that. Like, do you not think he's a poor man's Sam Allardyce? Oh. It's a fat shout that because he's next United and he's a legend. They both love a chippy, to be fair. They both got big fat heads. <laughs> They both love a chippy. They both like to play long ball. And he only lasted, what was it, five minutes in Newcastle as well, didn't he? Yeah. So I think he'd be one up for the nominations of being sacked along with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. What a great, great (laughs) award that is. He's in for the nominations of being sacked. (laughs) Yeah, so then it's swiftly moving on to your game on the Monday Night Football. So the Uh, only game. So Monday Night Football, it was a tasty, um, a little fair. Not the actual game, but I mean the lineup. (laughs) Roy Keane was on there with um, Carrigo, wasn't he? Not the game, but the line. So you're telling me that the lineup for the punditry was better than it was the better than the actual match itself. Great. No, it wasn't that bad. So yeah, okay. So I'll I'll start talking about it then. Let's <laughs> just dive in. Yeah. Fucking hell! I just sat here in silence. So yeah, you want me to review it? Do you want me to actually review this game? So first things first. Uh, I thought the starting eleven was quite not strange, but uh, obviously Lingard started. Your favourite flavour of the month. Pathetic. Lingard started at number 10, which obviously, not just me, a lot of United fans say he can't play there, but Ollie just pulls him in there. Um, <laughs> he does what he wants. A lot of injury doubts surrounding Pogba and Rashford, but they both started. And then Tuanzebe stepped in at left back, which was a weird one. Tuanzebe actually played midweek against Rochdale, and I meant to mention it before, got the captaincy. So now he's captained the team at every level he's played at. Oh, right, okay. So I think that's why they give it him then. But yeah, he's obviously a centre-half, so they put him in at left back and then... Ashley Young at right back, which oh my God. is just it's just horrific. Going into the Arsenal game, I just thought, wow, this team is just diabolical. I feel um, sorry for him, mate. Yeah, that's, it's, it's diabolical. So, okay, so we started off, it's obviously a big game. Well, it's not as big as it used to be, but it's it's two big teams, isn't it? Arsenal v United. And um, it was okay start really early on. We had most of the ball and we were pushing forward. James was fouled early on, which James always seems to start games really, really brightly. He always like comes out the blocks so fast and like draws in loads of fouls like first five ten minutes of the game and, and it was no different in this game. Rashford did really well early on with the press. Like he was he was pressing like you know and you could tell he was up for it. There was questions whether around he'd be fit or not, hundred percent fit, but in the other games he seemed a bit lethargic, especially against Astana. He looked like he was just half heartedly doing it, but he was pressing really well. But again, at the same time, he's really energetic but he was being really sloppy with the ball as well. So it was like Argh. Like, bit frustrating yeah. uh, and then that's how kind of the game went it was like we were just going at each other with no real outcome for the first maybe half an hour on the 28th minute 
was when the first clean cut chance really came in. Pereira broke from the right into the box, throws a few step overs in, cuts it onto his left, and then as as a dig, doesn't it? He shot really cleanly though, but that was our, our main chance. Thirty second minute, then Pereira then brings down Guendouzi. Nothing really came from it, which was good from the resulting free kick. It was in a dangerous area, and I thought, freaking hell, Pereira, what are you doing here? <laughs> that was a good player in match, though, mate. No. <laughs> He's not good. Arsenal was come, started to come into it more then. Pepe with a poor volley. 39th minute then came, and there was a bit of a moment with Ashley Young. Now, Ashley Young is the king of fouling people and pretending that he hasn't fouled them. So he did it, if you remember when I was saying it against West Ham, he jumped in and pretended that he hadn't fouled Noble. What he had, he like jumped, pretended that he pulled out and Cresswell got that free kick and ultimately scored off it. And this game was no different. So he's running down the wing and he actually is running with Saka, the young lad Saka, and all yeah. going out of play and they're running together and he's just grabbing his shirt and pulling it. And I thought, if they see that, they go to VAR. Saka. Yeah, we'll see. He looked really good from what I've seen. Um... It looks alright. Both teams were poor. To be fair, it was it was a poor game for both teams. Arsenal this this year are so beatable. So De- beatable. Defensively, they're so shaky, yeah. aren't they? Then Young was doing that pretty much all game. So yeah, he just came in late on Gwendouzi with his hands in the air as if he hadn't done anything. Where you go? Where you going? With your hands in the air, but your feet are doing the thing. Idiot. Then in the forty second minute, just before half time, Pogba wins the ball, plays in Rashford. Lovely ball, to be fair. Comes into Rashford and he just. Fluffs it completely. Needs, I, needs to be do. If that was two seasons ago, he'd have absolutely bagged that without. And then everyone would be raving about how good Rashford was. He's just not right, Rashford. He's just so. I, I feel sorry for him. Mate. I don't feel sorry for him. I Why think you feel sorry for him. Then? I think I feel from a, like a, a non-related fan. I just feel sorry for him because I think it's he's got to the point now where United have got no striking options. Yeah. None whatsoever. And Rashford's starting to feel the pressure of seeing for me. I'm only 21. I haven't got much experience in playing Premier League football. It's been around, what, two, three seasons? He's not, to be fair. In no. and out. I'm now expected to score 30 goals a season and carry this United side, where he's not an out and out striker. He's, he, he never has been and never will be an out and out striker. He's, he's not like Alan Shearer. He's not like Adebayor. It's not like Aguero. No, but do you know what I mean? It's like these focal strikers that sit up front and just like gobble up chances. He's not that type of striker. He's he's not. He he doesn't hang around the six. He likes scoring worldies, doesn't he? He's he's like, he's the sort of player that plays in the wing and comes in and scores like 10 to 15 goals a season. I think he's just got too much pressure on his shoulders. I think he can play in that position. And I think he he would have no problem if you asked him, if he said, where would would you play in that position? He would say, yeah, but I don't think it's, it's his best position. No. I feel like he should be taking his chance with both hands. Like you just said, he's only a young lad and he should be just giving it the beans. Every time he gets a chance, he should be slotting them for fun. But he's, I think he's just so low on confidence. His confidence is just... So, and, and to be fair, he's feeding on scraps because we don't create anything. Huh. And we expect him to, every time he gets the ball, then to be like, well, why haven't you just scored? He's hardly getting any chances at all. But this is if you point me in Liverpool's team, for instance, this is no, this is no all, dig. Yeah, no, no, he'd be scoring, he'd be all, scoring time. all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't really feel sorry for him in that respect that he should be putting his chances away. But I do understand what you mean by he's he's being put. He's up been there, making out of a scapegoat, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, he needs to be finishing his chances. And and Everton comes back to Ollie again, which we'll probably touch on well, afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the forty-fourth minute, right before half time, Arsenal counter attack from our corner. Saka's played in Pereira just decides to fall over 
when he's trying to put a tackle in and then through De Gea makes a save comes back out De Gea double save <laughs> uh, it was just really good it, that kept him out right before half time it was like if we didn't do that that crucial moment was, of the game yeah and then straight up from the other end then, then we counter attack Dan James plays the ball it's just too much on it for Rashford and you're like oh so straight after that double save we caught the other end Dan James plays it straight across the face of goal and it's just too I think it might actually get a bit of a deflection on it uh, Rashford picks it up before it goes out for a goal kick plays it back to the area you think Pogba's going to hit it he lets it run McSauce just puts a foot on it <laughs> slides it to the right like rolls it under his foot and then just unleashes a shot into the roof it's a world you weren't it to be honest yeah lovely goal it got a slight nick as it went through but it was still it uh, still made a good I'm sure on Monday Night Football um Carragher was laying into um, Jacko, wasn't he? For was ducking. It? For ducking. But yeah. he didn't duck. Like, Roy Keane nailed it in the head, and he's usually quite. Yeah, Roy Keane was spot weird. On. Then he was. He was like really he was like. Defensive, wasn't yeah. he? Almost. Yeah. And I think he, he said the right thing. He's like, Jacko was literally put himself in a position where the ball wasn't hit his head. And yeah. The knock took yeah. it away from him, so he couldn't really react in time. Because in, in normal time, that shot was like. Pff, Ping, yeah. doesn't it doesn't take it away from the brilliant strike even no it was a, like, a good that's finish that's coming mate. at you fast that but yeah lovely yeah, finish yeah the audacity hit the top bins didn't he yeah lovely finish and then you think before half time perfect time to score as well you're thinking Arsenal, kick on from here Arsenal aren't the team they were they were right there for the taking weren't they so you think right kick on from that now come out and go at them second half what did they do then United so they come out second half and what do they think we'll just concede possession to they- Arsenal <laughs> literally just give you know when a team likes to portray that they're comfortable on the ball they're comfortable sorry with the other team on the ball that's what United I think they must have said like just soak it up let them have the ball we'll we'll defend we'll, two lines of four we'll be, we'll be tight the pressure. compact and hit them on the counter attack because they're going to come at us naturally so we'll try and hit them on the counter attack not the way to play for me. I no. just come out and said, go at them now and finish this Put game. Put them on the back foot in the first 15 yeah. minutes, get a second goal and kill it off. Came out and we just conceded all, all the possession to Arsenal. So then they just slowly kept coming at us and cutting, coming at us. However, in the 52nd minute, there was some good work from James in the middle of the park where he rides two challenges really well. And then Rashford wins a corner. Ball comes in. Uh, Lingard, I can't remember how it worked, but Lingard ends up getting it in the box. He, he plays it in, it's a little bit of a deflection, it comes off a player and then goes up into the air. Basically hits Koscielniak on the hand and then everybody's up in arms. Hand, 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 penalty. Ref waves it away. VAR look at it. VAR agree. <laughs> so now, for me, was there not a new rule that come in that said if it hits any part of the hand, yeah, it's, it's a any hand part ball, of the it? hand arm, no matter what it is, it's a handball. Like the first game of the season when they get that, not the first, second one for Wolves. So what's VAR doing there? <laughs> I don't understand that VAR, me. This VAR is broken it's ruined, system. It's, it's ruining it the is, game, isn't it? It's a, little it is bit, a broken it? system, man. So The rules aren't so categorical. Come out the start of the season and say, so what we're doing now is anything that is like a chance or anything like that, if it hits the hand, arm, doesn't matter if it's intentional or not, that's a penalty. Okay then, so it's just hit Kosciuszko's hand, arm, VAR's looked at it and not give a penalty. I think I think they, they tried to Weird. change too many rules at once, didn't they? And nobody, the referee just, doesn't understand, yeah. the footballers don't understand, the, the crowd don't understand, nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. It's just like each decision's different. Both teams, uh, after that then, so we should have got a penalty there. Then both teams, it was it was just back and forth, back and forth, with not really much happening. Uh, a lot of corners in the game for both teams. Just a quick mention to Ashley Young's corner-taking ability. Absolutely fucking <laughs> dreadful. 
just either, either, either pins him up with nothing on to Harry Maguire, who's then got to somehow repel the ball back into the box to get something on it, for somebody else to get something on it, or he just misses everybody. There is two corners that he takes. Then the 58th minute came the inevitable from what we were doing. We were just letting him have the ball. Too. Slow passing, wasn't it? Yeah, we were, we were just... We were just giving them possession and being like, yeah, have possession. From our own fault, we've got the ball. Tawanza Bay plays a, plays a ball, instead of just clearing his lines or coming back to Maguire, who stood there waiting, plays it well, I mean, just plays the ball across and it falls to probably the worst person on the pitch you can fall to, Obama Yang, who, who runs through, little nice little dink finish over De Gea, shouts for offside, it goes to VAR, and then when it comes back, obviously Harry Maguire's... It's literally right in front of the lines, right? Harry Maguire's playing it. Everybody in his his. And the lines didn't see that. That's again. It's like yeah. Sometimes he reckon it's harder when he's right in front of you, but I don't know. But uh, Maguire got slated a lot on social media and stuff for that. But I feel like that's that's not fair because we had possession of the ball. It's not like he set up and they're attacking, and that's how he set up. We've got the ball. Well, even and think, he was showing for Tuanza. That's what I think Carragher said, didn't he? Kind of said that he if he was in the same position, he'd have put himself available as well to yeah, say like, yeah. don't try and. Yeah. Pass it out, I'm here. I'll hoof it. square ball, sorry, across the yeah, box, cause, yeah. Because so. to be honest, it was good anticipation by Saka. Like, from what I've seen, yeah, it was a bad pass, but yeah. that young lad was already anticipating that pass. Yeah, it was a nice... Going to him, put a nice ball yeah, into nice ball didn't, he? didn't he? But, like, Maguire, as soon as Maguire sees it, to refer to Maguire, um, Twanzebe plays that ball, and then as soon as he plays it, Harry Maguire tries, he's like, oh, this is... He's not he's the quickest, like, though, is he? He's like, shit... But then it, it's too just, late, isn't it? It's too late. Aubameyang's so too clinical. You, you can't blame someone for when another player gives the ball away like that. You just caught completely off guard, aren't you? Yeah. So yes, yeah, so then that goes in. So if you look back on some of the other podcasts I've said, where we've obviously we've either lost or drawn or we've played terrible, what have I said with all our goals? We are our own worst enemy with goals. As you, we give you cause all the we issues. We cause our own, yeah, yeah. and so and it's just a joke. The fact that. This goal was off the fact that we basically played him in. And just, I just slopping it? Yeah, it was just... So then after that, then it was battle stations then, wasn't it? So then it was, admittedly, then it was all United, pretty much. Pogba got a shot on the edge of the box, he tries to curl on bottom corner. Misses it just wide. Lingard gets put in the book for a decent challenge, uh, which was rare that Lingard actually tried to do something. <laughs> then in the 70th minute, we get a corner, wrongly so, but we get it anyway. Ashley Young puts his best delivery of the game in, just comes off, open goal, McTominay runs in, unmarked, about six yards out, header, has to score Oh, that, that was point of sixpence, wasn't it? it? Yeah, yeah. Has to score it and, and he misses. You could have asked him a more perfect opportunity, could you? And it, it was like a nice ball, pace on it, all you've got to do is... Dink and, it. Yeah, and he just, he, he obviously missed it. Same minute, Rashford shoots off at Louise, no corner. So I feel like the ref was just having a nightmare all game. And then 74th minute, um, United make a double sub. They bring on Greenwood and Fred and they push Pogba up into the number 10 position, which is what they did against Southampton. When we were against the Kosh, he was like, now I'll put Pogba in the number 10 position. Instead of just playing there. I don't understand why he's not playing him. Why, why are you not playing our most creative player? In the most creative position on the pitch, I just don't want to. I just don't you could even like it. this. This is like a FIFA tactic, but like because you've got no striking options and Pogba's one of your most offensive players, play you could play. You, you could play Rashford outright, like we do with Firmino. False play Rashford outright, like no striker, like yeah, and play like, him in the hole, well, allow him the option yeah, to push yeah. forward. I know, and then it stops all that stuff in midfield. You can play your your likes of Matamani, Pereira, who's the one? Everyone, Matic. 
you could play on them defensively. No, but like sitting. No, but I mean, they could do the dirty work and allow them free just to bomb forward. It makes no sense playing Pogba in centre midfield because yeah. he's just not. He doesn't make any difference. No, he doesn't influence the game. He doesn't influence the game. He just, he just goes shy and just goes yeah. missing, doesn't he? If he's up there, putting balls he'll get himself in. involved. He and enjoys making that. The only thing is, Oli must know that because he pushes him up into there when we're struggling. And when he plays for France, that's the position he plays, isn't it? He might play more advanced. He has a bit more of a freer role for France. Like people have this fair. argument: why is Pogba more effective in the French squad than he's United or one? Best he's playing his best piece. position and two, and two. yeah exactly, exactly yeah. so it's like you can't always have a go at Pogba's attitude it's just that the players around him aren't at the same level he is and he's not being played in the right position mm. which is the manager's fault exactly. get the best out of your players I do think he could take the game by the scruff of the neck a bit more sometimes and he could really boss a midfield if he wanted to if he wants it but that's I feel like yeah. playing in his best position and you'll get more out of him yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that was that's what happened. They pushed him up. James wins a corner from tossing and turning around the left just after they come on, and then Ashley Young, really good work. Like the crowd got up a little bit, and then Ashley Young puts in another terrible corner, and then all the momentum goes, and it was just so frustrating. <laughs> then he gets the ball, and he just plays it out for throw in. I just I don't like Ashley Young at all. And then um, he won't be there next year. He mate. gets a free kick then, and it's right near the end then. So we're in like the 88th minute or something like that. And it's an in-swinger from the left into the right. So Ashley Young steps over it, and what a fucking waste of a ball. He literally <laughs> plays it just up and over everybody. And you're like, how have you got that much poor quality? Is a smart player, really? I could put a ball in from there on the edge of the box, in-swing with my right foot. I swear to God I could put a ball in and not miss it. I think ball. this is a challenge you can put on YouTube, mate. <laughs> we tried the crossbar challenge on Molly Common and we couldn't even the Fail. crossbar. Yeah. I know it's a big shout and I know, I know, I know, I know how ridiculous that must sound, but I just feel like you're a professional footballer. Put a ball like you do this day in, area. day out in training. Yeah, I just feel like, oh, it's just it's just so frustrating. And then that's it, mate. It's all United, but it's just not good enough quality. We get a free kick on the edge of the box. Rashford, is this is probably the last chance. He, he works a free kick and then it's one where it's too close to go up and over so he just has to go rifle it for the, the open corner of the goal and he has a really good shot and Leno makes a decent save actually <laughs> so then four minutes are added on at the end uh, the crowd gets up really really pushing the team on like just before we were finishing the game obviously like come on last four minutes Lindelof picks up the ball and plays it long but like as if he's going to play it square and he almost misses it so much that he nearly <laughs> plays it behind himself and it just goes up to the right and out from the <laughs> It was just embarrassing. It's just so embarrassing. Like the crowd get up, four minutes added, right, come on, we've had a lot of possession. Rashford's just hit that free kick. That was a, I'll, is just, that I'll just smoke one straight into the touch. <laughs> nice one. Summed up your so, night, mate. Yeah, so then that was, that was it, basically. It was full time, so not good enough, basically. Simple as that. We did drive forward more which was good to see we did create some chances we had the free kick Rashford got through to the score we should have had a penalty but it's just not enough that Arsenal team are beatable man that's what Roy Keane said wasn't it well was it I don't I didn't see much of his after the game stuff but oh, did you not see what Jamie Carragher said no he put Arsenal Man United were the 8th and 11th team in the Premier League before the game oh and he played like they were they looked something. like they were the 8th and 11th yeah. best teams in no, the Premier League no he's, he's probably <laughs> right there mate to be fair this is what's frustrating me about about Ollie now and I you know you know me anyway but if you listen back if you listen to the podcast you'll know that I'm, I support the club and I support Ollie. like we need to give him time but the more and more we're getting into it now of his first full season you think about getting the bus 
I'm I'm thinking about when he's driving. I'll walk, mate, because this is terrible. Because I don't see us playing in the right way for him to be like, we're getting there and I've got a plan. I don't think he has a plan. I don't know what his plan is, mate. I think his plan is youth. That is as much as his plan is. I feel like he's He's got no philosophy, has he? He's gone in there with an agenda to get rid of the Deadwood, which he's going to do. And I think he wants to bring in his own players, which he's going to do. And I think he wants to invest heavily in youth, which he's going to do. I think those three things are the fundamentals, aren't they? I think those three things are quite commendable, and that's what he's going to do. They're going to be his things. In terms of how that's going to work and how that's going to look on the pitch, I don't see him having a style of play. He's got no philosophy, has he? I don't see him being like, listen, don't care who you are, what your ability is, this is how we're going to play. Every game's different. Every game is different. And I think players won't buy into it as well. I think in training, as a footballer, if you go in and your manager's got a, a direction and you know when you come in, he's going to be directing you in a certain way, yeah. buying into his philosophy, you, you'll actually buy into it. Whereas yeah. they go into training now, it's like, let's try this today, let's try this today, yeah. or let's try this tomorrow. It's like, well, I don't know what's they're going to the lose interest, field, aren't they? I just feel like if you're a manager and you're drumming it into your player, this is how I want you to play, this is how I want you to play, and we're not winning games, but they're playing in that way, you're gonna come in. They're gonna come eventually. Past that it'll click full time, and you're gonna be like, lads, you're absolutely smashing it. Just keep going. I know the results haven't gone our way, but you've been playing in the right way. How I want you to play, but we're not playing in any kind of like that game against Arsenal. Ironically, was probably we played better than we have in some other games because we played against Rochdale and drew one all, and we played against Arsenal there, and we didn't look like. We were going to ever get beat, really. Yeah. Like Arsenal didn't offer much, to be fair. But I just don't see us having a style. It's weird. And just they like to come out at half-time after you've just gone in at the best possible time to score a goal just before half-time. So, boom, the momentum shifted straight to you to then have a half-time and then come out and be like, no, we won't actually pick up with that momentum where we left off. We'll just let Arsenal have all the ball and then they inevitably score. And then... Then you go out and play like you do. You meant to under Ollie. It's just a weird, weird, it's like weird it, philosophy. So I'm just starting a little bit to doubt him. He hasn't got the dressing room, has he? I think for me as well as I don't obviously follow United very closely, but you always bang about how shit Jesse Lingard is. And for me, if he didn't come through your academy, he'd be a championship player at best, mate. On his current form, I think he'd be a championship player at best. Oh yeah. And like for Ollie to be buying into all this youth and let's move the club forward. Straight away for me, if I was walking into that club now, like your attitude stinks. You just like you think you made it. You're on the bench or get him out of the club because he's he's not bringing anything to your fucking front line, is he? Let's be honest. Who you're about Lingard? Lingard. Yeah. Like for the last two seasons, he's not done anything, has he? Really? Yeah. A spell of like three months, but that's not good enough. If you're no, he's still striving off. to play for one of the biggest clubs in in the UK, yeah, yeah. then you've got to be better on you. Yeah. So I think he's he's just got no authority. He's not getting the best out of Pogba. He's not getting the best out of Lingard. Rashford is playing out of position. He's knocked his confidence. You brought Harry Maguire in. Again, it doesn't seem positionally like he's set up right in your defence. Mm, I feel like Harry Maguire's getting a hard time, but he's literally just... Yeah, he's a, he's a very good player, mate. He's, he's just come to He's coming at the wrong time, hasn't he? Wrong time, a hard time. But it's like, this is what I don't get about Oli. When Oli first came in, and obviously it was on the back of Mourinho and where he didn't get with Pogba, and Pogba hadn't been starting a lot of games. He hadn't been playing him. And Oli came out, and I think it was one of his first press conferences, he said, I'm going to build this team around Pogba. And then you come into this season... And he's, he's not even playing. And he, and he doesn't... <laughs> well, he's been injured, hasn't he? But, and he's not playing him in the right position. I'm like, well, if you're going to build it around him, put him in the middle, where he should be, and build everyone around him. Like a tree. Like, Don't put him make in front connect. of the defence, and then put players in the wrong positions everywhere. 
That's not how it works. I just feel like he's probably got good intentions and he knows what he wants to do. I just feel like he doesn't really know how to accomplish it. I think he's out of his depth. That's the biggest Mm. trouble. It's a massive club, a massive project. And Roy Keane, I watched the the bit afterwards, after the game. Yeah. And Roy Keane was saying, like, let's not be hasty and sack him. Let's give him time. It's a long, long journey. Uh, Which I understand. I I understand this. This is what I get. Like, the team... The United have put a statement out that says we're going to rebuild and we're going to invest in youth and we're going to invest in players and blah, blah, blah. And I get all that. I do understand that. And I do feel like we need to give whoever it is time and it's not a quick fix. And we need to obviously weather the storm. And I understand that. It's just I don't feel like he's got a plan of how we're going to play because you'd see him playing like that, wouldn't you? Well, that is a question for you, mate. So if you get to the end of November, you're sitting 12th on the table. I think. And you're 20 points off the top four. Yeah, he's gonna get sacked. There's no way. Well, this, it... this is the thing. I don't know, is he? Because when oh, this is our worst you? start now for 20 years, and in that season we finished, which was ne- which was obviously the 1989 season, we finished the same year we won the league. Yep, we <laughs> finished 12th in that season. Uh, who was our manager? Was it Fergus? Fergus. Yeah. And the season before that, we finished 13th, and. The season after 1990, we finished. We, we finished, sorry, it was 1990. We finished sixth, and then we finished second, and then comes the Premier League where we won. won yeah, yeah. Won. It's like a progression. So you, you a, see a steady it, improvement. It's a progression. So that's kind of what I think. But at the same time as we were doing that, we finished thirteenth, but we won the Cup Winners' Cup, and then the year before that, I think we won the FA Cup or the League Cup. So we were still winning stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just don't see us winning anything in our league. He's never won anything league. anywhere, has he? I don't see it no. It's maybe we're being a bit unfair in him, like you say. Maybe we're being a bit too hasty, but I just don't see it at the minute. I don't see his philosophy. I don't see a certain way of playing, but with shit. He's got no identity, has he? Mm, This is what I don't get. But have you got any any positive and negatives? Have I got any positives and negatives? I've got the positive. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The positive. Positive was that Pogba was back, and that's about it. To be honest, guess who's back? Yeah. Dan James still looks good. McTominay looks good. I just don't like the way... And then, and then I'll just jump to the negative. And the negative is the way that we're playing. I don't feel like... It's not attractive, I don't. I just feel like it's disjointed. I don't understand what's going on. Is that when we, when we went to that game on that Thursday night? Yeah, I know you change your squad, but like throughout your squad, doesn't matter who's playing, you should have an identity. And you're just like, you, yeah, that's it. Yeah. It looked like in every, 10, exactly 50, right. every 10, 15 minutes, you were just doing something different, like trying to mix up. And I think the players look confused. Yeah. And I'm guessing that's what's happening each week. All these going in saying, right, this isn't working. We'll try this for the next 15 minutes. This isn't working. Let's try this. It's just like, instead of sticking to what you believe in, and then eventually after like seven or eight games, it'll take off. That's what I mean. I don't know. Like, you'd, you'd think you'd see it now, though, wouldn't you? At least bits of it. And you'd be like, oh, look at them. Look at, the, look at them running forward. Look at them going forward as a team, steaming forward. And like, even if you get beat, you can, see some, you can take a positive out of it, whereas at the moment you can't see anything. Yeah. The only other positive I would say about this game was that if you remember like, rightly to last week's podcast, I predicted a one-all draw. <laughs> so I think you'll find now, Mr. Lee Boy, that that puts it's me two, all. two one ahead. <laughs> two all. Two all. It was one nil to you. It's now two one in predictions. In predictions. Boom. Well, if, if we go back to the FIFA predictions, I got the FIFA prediction right. Oh, yeah, they don't count. That was just a random game of FIFA, that, mate. Don't be trying to get, tell me that one. Trying to dig it out. So, on I'm two one up in predictions. So, are we moving on to predictions then for our upcoming fixtures, or you still got some negatives and positives? <laughs> no, we'll, we'll leave this game here, and we'll 
we'll wait until we see how we play in Europe against Aizen Altmar because that's probably going to be a nightmare as well but we'll go into the previews then and we'll look forward to the upcoming games so okay, who have you got in the Prem mate so in the Prem we've got Leicester at home the return of the Mac the Ek the Ek the Egg. the Ek <laughs> Lieutenant of the X. Oh, Brendan. Oh God, you might as well just roll over now, then. Brendan Rodgers, but Leicester are in fine form at the moment, mate. The yeah, but it's Brendan Rodgers. Teams. He's got a fucking thing for Liverpool, hasn't he? So he'll just be like roll over. Spot. Klopp will be tickling his belly in the dugout. Well, we're two, we're two victories away from equaling City's record, aren't we? Yeah. Of eighteen consecutive victories. So we're two away. So Leicester's gonna be a tough challenge. Let's get past that. I want. I just want to beat City's record. Yeah. Just to take something off him. So yeah, I think Leicester will be a tough game. And I'm not just saying that as a no, safe, they're, they're playing safe really fan. well, but I just feel like Rodgers will just roll over. So my prediction for the home, it's a three o'clock kickoff as well. At home. At home, I'm gonna go for a Jamie Vardy early lead and a two-one victory. Okay, I'm gonna go for one all. One all. Yeah. So that's a one-one and a two-one. Yeah. Equals one. Three two. <laughs> I'm gonna go for a three two. No joke. Two one, you say. Two one, mate. Okay, I'm, I'm saying one all. So who are you um, playing? We have got Newcastle, which I believe will be on the Sunday because we're playing on the Thursday. Newcastle away, which New we all know how much turmoil Newcastle are in. So we have to go there and win. Last season, you know, I've been saying on every every time I do a preview, we've got to better last season's result, <laughs> and so far we're actually worse off. Yeah. So last year we got beat 1-0 by Newcastle, 1-0 by a Matt Ritchie goal. So we need to beat the... You know what's going to happen this weekend, don't you? Andy Carroll's going to come back at home, aren't you, mate? His Andy first Carroll's sta- dreadful, first start, His first start at home for the Magpies, and you can see that he's going to score a hat-trick pass, yeah? They can't bounce back against United. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a blast in the past. So I'm going to say... Do you know what? I'd love to... I'd, I, the first goal that popped into my head then was 3-1. I can't see us scoring three goals. No, I, I can't see. Some. No one's scored a hat Unless you play, unless you play Pogba years. high up the pitch, like yeah. you suggested. They're not going to create enough chances. So, I, <laughs> I'll let you do your prediction first. <laughs> He's got his hands on his head. I'm going to stick Thinking. to a free one. Wow, that's. Yeah, I know. That is. Here's what I'm going to go in. I'm going to hope that I'm going to hope that Pogba's back fit and he sees that he keeps pushing him up into a number 10 role when we're struggling. So I'm hoping that he's going to see that he does that and then play him in a number 10 role and then he'll create some chances. And I feel like Rashford's got to score at some point. So I feel like Rashford might get a brace and Pogba might get his first goal of the season. I'm going to go for a 1-0 victory to United. Okay. Which one though? Which one? Oh, Oh, Oh. shit. Manchester. Are you going to back us? I'm going to back you 1 0. Could be bad. 1 0, sir. Right. Rashford. Rashi. Rashi. <laughs> should we do the European game? And then we've got... just leave it till the European one. We can leave that to the European podcast, mate, can't we? Yeah, so we're playing Days of Outman on the Thursday. And we've got Salzburg on the Wednesday. Cool. We won't predict him, but we need a win there. Yeah. That's, what, that's one of our. Well, it's our first games. It's our first home game after becoming European champions. So that. It'll be electric night on the, the lights, I'm sure. It will be. So electric. So, so electric. Cool. Well, that is the show. That is the shinizzle, mate, of game week seven. That is the shinizzle, nice. <laughs> so thank you, everybody, uh, for listening. And we really mean that. It, it does mean a lot that you're listening. So thank you very much. Thanks, my mum. <laughs> Thanks to your mum. You go, does your mum actually listen? <laughs> no. Oh, right. I was going to say. <laughs> 
Debbie there, like Big religiously Debs. every week. Every week, number <laughs> one fan. But yeah, thanks for listening. If um, you're listening, can you please leave us a um, five star uh, rating? And if you want to leave us a little review, that would be much appreciated. It really helps to make us visible when people are searching for football podcasts and Premier League podcasts and such. So thank you very much for that. If you do that for us, that would be a really big help. If you would like to contact us, then you can do. If you want to wade in on any of the debates that we talk about or you like it or you don't like it or whatever, you've got suggestions, there's an email address there. It's redsiderivals at gmail.com. Our Instagram is redsiderivals. Our Twitter is redsiderivals. And our Facebook group is redsiderivals social. Thank you to Mr. Will Rice for our musical theme at the start. And yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for listening, people. And Lee Boy has one special message for everybody. Sleep tight. <laughs> don't let the and don't let the bed bugs bite. That's off your mum. That's a problem too. <laughs> so we'll be with you for the next episode, which will be the European special. So European game week two. That'll probably be with you for the weekend at some point. So thanks a lot, guys, and we'll see you then. Goodbye from me. I can delete that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone.